Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple in Under 10 Minutes, where we take some of the most common and important real estate terms and simplify them so that you can understand them quickly and easily in less than 10 minutes, probably less than seven because we're pretty fast. Today, we are talking about capital expenditures and or CapEx. Anthony, what the heck is CapEx? That's a good question. CapEx is the funds used to acquire, upgrade, and maintain a property. So, a way of thinking about an expense that would qualify as a CapEx is, does it improve the useful life of the property, which is fundamentally different than a repair or a routine maintenance item? So when we go into a property, a multifamily deal, one of the, the things that is so powerful about that vehicle is the ability to add value. And this is where capital expenditures comes in. We're going to go into these properties with our CapEx budget, and we're going to deploy capital to improve the units, to improve the properties so that we can charge a rent premium and improve the net operating income of that property and then increase the value. And that's capital expenditures. What What are some examples of some of the most common capital expenditures that we execute, Dan? Yeah, so I guess the big ones are going to be like roofs, boilers, windows, uh, new doors, those things that aren't going to be popping up on a reoccurring basis on your P&L. So not utilities, not unclogging a drain, not the uh, insurance, uh, payroll. So it's the stuff that pops up infrequently and is typically larger and, like Anthony said, is done to maintain and or improve the asset. And the key thing here is that uh, if you've listened to our other bits of content on these terms, you've heard us talk about net operating income. And capital expenditures actually show up underneath the line. What that means is they don't impact the NOI. So if you replace the roof, let's say it's $100,000. Normally, your net operating income for the year was $200,000. If you replace a $100,000 roof, and normally your NOI is $200,000, it's not like your NOI goes down to $100,000 when you repair that roof, right? That wouldn't make any sense because improving the roof is going to improve the value of the building. And if you drop your NOI by $100,000, then theoretically your value would go down. That wouldn't make any sense. So it's important to note that these items that go below the line, they don't impact NOI, and they're not going to disrupt your cash flow for that reason as well. Yep. I will push back here. They will impact your NOI in that if you do them, you execute them correctly, you should be able to drive up the revenue as a result or decrease the expenses as a result. So things like if we're going into a unit and we're putting in new flooring and painting and uh, new appliances and doing some renovations that then bring it up to market standard and we're able to get a $200 rent premium, those were all capital expenditures. If we're going in there, like Dan says, and we're just unclogging the sink, no go. It's not not a CapEx. That's just routine repair and maintenance. So not going to help you out. 
I was going to say, we're working on a deal right now. And I had an investor ask me about this during one of our conversations. I said, hey, you know, Dan, these buildings are gorgeous. Uh, there's old brownstones, this really great neighborhood, and they're really beautiful. However, you know, I'm a little concerned about the age. You know, some of these are built in the 20s and the teens. You know, what if a boiler goes out? Isn't that going to just kill the cash flow? Or what if the, the roof needs to be repaired? Like, isn't that going to just, you know, kill our cash flow for the entire year? And I said, well, no, because we've got capital X reserves set aside for those items. So when they pop up, we'll pay for them, but they're not going to be deducted with the operating expenses prior to cash flow being distributed to investors. So it's not going to interrupt the cash flow in that sense. So that's kind of the the important nuance here is that these items, they're infrequent, they're below NOI, and they're not going to be taken out of cash flow. And this is assuming the deal is being operated well. Sometimes guys don't come to the table with reserves. They come in with very little capital up front, and they're just using cash flow to fund CapEx. That could be a slippery slope. Um, but I just wanted to use that example of that conversation I have with that investor because I kind of I think it kind of illustrates a common misconception that new investors have, which is that everything is going to be paid for out of the cash flow, which isn't really the case. Yep, and you touched on it there. I want to reemphasize it because it's really important to understanding one how we operate our deals, and then two how some other operators operate their deals. So for us, when we go into an asset, we come in fully capitalized. We project what are the capital expenditures that we see over the life of this project. Okay, we're going to need a new roof in year two. Let's budget for that. We're going to need to go in there and do about five thousand dollars of unit upgrades per unit. So let's budget for that. And then when we're pooling all our capital to acquire this asset, we're coming to the table with that money. We're coming well capitalized. So we can deploy that whenever we want to. We're not forced to. We have the money available to do so. And so what that means is when we do our underwriting, it's with that money already baked into the equation. So as we deploy the capital, it doesn't hurt the returns. Other operators, by by comparison, they're maybe not going to come to the table with all the capital expenditure reserves that we would. They're going to maybe have a little bit set aside, but then they're going to take a portion every month out of cash flows and put that aside. Now, that's a slippery slope like Dan is pointing out because let's say something really big goes out unexpectedly. Suddenly your roof or your boiler just blows up and you haven't had enough months to really build up that capital expenditure reserve. Then suddenly you're going below and into the red on on the deal's operations. So that's not something that we like to do. We sleep better if we come to the table with all the money day one, we're ready to go and we have the option of deploying it if we want to, or we can sit on it if we think that's maybe a better move in the short term. Well said, well said. Couldn't have said it better myself. How many minutes in are we? I feel like we did that like five. That's six and a half minutes. That's pretty impressive, honestly, for CapEx. So that is multifamily investing made simple in under 10 minutes. Before you go, do us a favor. You know the routine. You know what I'm going to ask you. You might as well just go do it so I can you just stop asking already. I, I don't want to guilt you into this, but please go leave a review. You've been listening to us. You've been consuming our voices. You've been eating a little bit of our life force um, slowly. Now, now mm. give us a, give us a little bit back. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that, <laughs> honestly, but um, go leave us a review. Go to iTunes, Spotify, just take a moment, drop us a review, five stars. It helps the algorithm, helps spread the word, and it gives us the warm and fuzzies. Let's, let's us know that you like us. So go do that, and we'll catch you next week.
Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.